0: Star Wars fans and move milkers everywhere. Welcome to episode number 64 of Blast Points. This is Jason. And this is Gabe, too. And Gabe, I think this is a very special episode, right? Yeah, it's a very uh, special holiday coming up soon. Everyone's favorite, St. Panaka Day. It's going to be parades. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever been to Chicago for St. Patrick's Day, we dye the river green. But for St. Panaka's Day, we uh, dye the river grumpy. The bars are going to be packed. So don't even bother going out. Yep, just stay home. Watch Phantom Menace and celebrate St. Panaka's Day. (laughs) And be grumpy to everyone you know and love. But before we get into uh, our favorite grump, Captain Panaka, there's some news, right? Yeah, a little bit. So what was going on on uh, last week's episode of the the Star Wars show? So for whatever reason this week on Star Wars show, I think they've been listening to Blast Points and they're like, I think Jason and Gabe will appreciate this. So we got to see what 2-1-B's feet (laughs) which is really all that we want from the Star Wars show. Is that kind of hard-hitting reporting?
1: 2-1-B back in the original trilogy never had any feet. He was never meant to be seen from the waist down, but what they've done here is they've recreated the original Kenner design of 2-1-B's feet. Finally, after all this time, 2-1-B is whole.
0: And true... Blast Points, Love, Fashion, 2-1-B, I don't think even made it on screen in the movie, did he? No. You know, no. He's in the Rogue One visual dictionary. I think he like Saw had a 2-1-B droid hanging out with him. And actually, wasn't Saw's a different color? Yes, Saw's is white. He has a white medical droid. And it's called G2-1-B-7. So hopefully maybe this is a... uh... A tease for stuff we're going to get on the Blu-ray. Background droids we haven't seen yet, maybe. I don't know. I hope Saw's medical droid gives him really good advice. Maybe that'll be the first podcast from within the Star Wars universe. The, the Saw-Guerrera medical droid advice column gives him relationship <laughs> advice. You should text her back, sir. I think she likes you. Sir, it will take quite a while to evacuate the t forty-seven. Saw dating Jetta. I'm going to go out, everybody. I'm lonely. Oh, just out for dinner. <laughs> Whenever she asks him a question, he's got to wreathe his fumes first. She's like, I, I think the spaghetti here is pretty good. Lies. Deceptions. he probably look good with a bow tie on the on his uh, his suit, though, yeah, when right. he goes out. Just mm. a little bow tie. His fancy cane. <laughs> it's a clip-on. The tie <laughs> a... doesn't wrap around my armor. Could just have a magnet on it. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> they announced the next celebration after next month in Orlando will be in 2019, which is kind of crazy, right? Interesting. Yeah. I think it kind of makes sense, right? Cause it's kind of going back to the, the olden days of sour celebration when they just had one, when the major, when the big films came out. So maybe they're going back to every other year for, to sync up with the saga films. If Han really is coming out in May, 2018, kind of makes sense that they don't want to try and pull one off that quickly, you know? Yeah. I think there's something, too, to be said of just making a bigger deal out of it and having it less often, too. And then there's more stuff they can have, and it feels more special if it's not every year. It was kind of cool that it rotated, you know, the U.S. one and then the one in another country and then the U.S. one. So I wonder if the 2019, if that will still be the U.S. one. I would have to think so with... I mean, I imagine they're probably going to want to time it up with uh, the Disney parks opening. Oh, that's a good point. You're right; it probably will.
1: Star Tours announces the arrival of the Indoor Express. Once we've had a chance to service the Star Speeder, we'll begin our boarding procedures. Thank you.
0: Escape. There's a lot going on. This last week with the Last Jedi. Good job, beautiful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Last Jedi. First of all, I've got more information on the BiohexaCrypt because I'm not done thinking about BiohexaCrypt. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this maniac Bry Penguin Thirteen on Tumblr has a degree in cell biology. Right. Okay. Okay. And Bry Penguin Thirteen was getting really scientific about the biohexacrypt. Okay. So, bio, biologic, hexa in biology, in more specifically genetics, hexa is a gene that provides instructions for making one part of an enzyme, and this plays a critical role in the brain and spinal cord. Now crypt not like tales from the crypt or something like that. Crypt in bi- in anatomy means like a blind alley, like a dead end, like a tube with no exit. So what he's figuring out then is it has something to do with the spine. And what he's saying that the biohexacrypt could be like a device that is on Finn's back. Oh. Because prob- if if Last Jedi begins right at the end of Force Awakens, I bet you Finn is like, well, I got to go. You know, I can't lay around in this resistance hospital forever. And they're like, okay, well, we'll give you this biohexacrypt on your back. Well, and wasn't there some rumor spy stuff early on that Finn had like a Bacta tank suit or something that he had to wear? Right. You yeah. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So maybe that is whatever gear he has to wear until he... Telly he Heels is the biohexacrypt. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. So Bri Penguin 13 <laughs> gets the award of the week for getting real scientific yeah, with the biohexacrypt. He... There was a lot of talk about Bob Iger's Disney shareholders meeting. Yeah, a little bit. People were a little excited about that Maybe. <laughs> Supposedly, so he showed some footage Maybe, like, a version of what is going to show next month of a trailer, a teaser trailer. But what I kind of liked about it is a lot of people were, um, news outlets were posting about it. If you said you were there, or even if you were there, you could have walked out and said whatever you wanted about what was in the footage from The Last Jedi, and people would believe you. You get at least a, a month of super street cred for whatever you would say. But you hope that people know they'll get called out. Pretty quick that they'll uh, tell the truth, at least as much as they can remember the truth. Because I, I think even if we were there, I wouldn't be able to explain what we saw. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'd be like getting abducted by aliens. It'd just be like flashes and <laughs> feelings. But let's talk about what people were saying, what was shown. And we, you know, it's like I was wondering, is this a spoiler warning? If you don't want to watch any of the trailers that come out? Probably a spoiler warning. We should say it anyways, but maybe a mild spoiler warning. Yeah. Don't
1: be alarmed. It's only a laser sword fight.
0: So a lot of this came from Daniel Miller, who's a, a writer for the Los Angeles Times. And he was posting a lot of this on, um, on Twitter. Yeah, he may no longer be a writer for the Los Angeles Times. <laughs> we'll have to see. <laughs> the, the the Lucasfilm police came and got him. Yeah. So first off, it's a, there's an interior shot featuring Luke Skywalker in some sort of cave or maybe one of the stone huts. And he's saying, who are you? Which that made me think back to, remember the old Force Awakens trailer with Maz Kanata?
1: are you I'm no one
0: that would be pretty cool to go back to that since that didn't really end up in the movie and that's you know that's a running theme of Rey who is she yeah and then they just kick into the who song Luke puts the sunglasses on. And <laughs> drives off on a motorcycle. Yeah. Starts playing pinball. It's Star Wars pinball. That's probably what Mark Hamill would be into that, probably. That's a great uh, idea. I love it. Best Mark Hamill imitation. <laughs> of yeah, all I time. think that's the the uh, the read-along record, Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> My father was a Jedi? Then we got Poe Dameron and his X Wing yelling it's now or never as it cuts back to BB eight. Fighters flying through a lineup of Resistance Fleet. Yeah, I am I think that got me kind of excited to see Fleet, since there was very little uh, big ship-on-ship action in space in Force Awakens. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chewbacca Roaring, which I think is like mandatory for every Star Wars trailer ever. Uh, a shot of Captain Phasma. Finn dressed as a First Order officer on the bridge of a First Order ship. Sounds good. And that syncs up with some earlier spoiler stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. Several shots of Ray igniting and spinning Luke's lightsaber. So you know what's got me thinking with that, which I'm sure when they say Luke's lightsaber, they mean the blue lightsaber. Mm-hmm. They could mean the green lightsaber because it would still be Luke's lightsaber. I'm a little disappointed they didn't specifically say what color it was because now I'm just left pondering that. Yeah. When I first read that, I was like, well, why does she have Luke's lightsaber? Because now I think of the blue as, I mean, honestly, I think of it as either Ray's lightsaber Or Anakin's lightsaber Maybe they mean his green lightsaber And they just didn't think to let us know They trade right away (laughs) Or the blue one finally runs out of batteries (laughs) (laughs) Just as they start training That's why she was giving it to him She's like, this is broke (laughs) It won't even turn on anymore (laughs) That's that's the first line of episode 8 Do you have any batteries for this thing? (laughs) Maybe that's in the crawl Batteries Batteries are missing Ray's, oh this is hot. Raise hand in slow motion with all five fingertips touching the ground and pebbles and dirt hovering around her hand. Yeah, the good stuff. Leia turning to the camera with a hologram of the fleet behind her. Sounds good. An X-wing flying into a hangar, possibly the resistance since it looked like another X-wing is parked there with the nose of the X-wing flaring popping upwards as the X-wing braked quickly in the air. Sounds like music to my mind. <laughs> this one i really loved there was also a wide shot of the island with ray out on a point practicing her lightsaber as luke is farther up the ridge looking down towards her that's all i want yeah it's 90 minutes of training mhm so finally this came out like the next day and this gave this is what really set me over the edge where i i haven't been right since i read this balls of light <sighs> <laughs> finally the last jedi footage included a shot of ray clearly under duress surrounded by many orbs of light that hung in the air i mean come on yeah are they trying to kill us they might be at least you know we can prepare i can't even read that right <laughs> now like it, the wills Quagon? could be the force, like the greater force, the cosmic force coming around Ray? Luke, they know, you know, on the island. What is the island? I can't even. Yeah, it's gonna be exciting stuff. Except for that'll end up being uh, the scene that didn't get in the movie. <laughs> it's only in the trailer. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, with remember, remembering, all, like keeping in mind with all this stuff. If this is in the trailer, then none of it will be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. If Rogue One taught us anything, don't get attached <laughs> to any of the shots in the trailer. We talked a little bit about this uh, the other day that I think it's interesting that they didn't show Kylo at all. Yeah. They're keeping, keeping him a secret that, you know, maybe he's going to look different and they don't want to show it. Whatever they show in Orlando next month, they'll probably have some kind of look at Kylo Ren, maybe, right? He's a pretty big character. Yeah. They, you know, they made a point to show Phasma, but they didn't show Kylo or Hux. Come on, everyone wants to see Hux. Everybody wants to see Hux. Yeah, I want to see if he got his jetpack. <laughs> I'm going to be really disappointed. I'm call up Hasbro. You lied. Yeah. I've been excited for two years waiting for this jetpack. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna dress up as Hucks with the jetpack for episode eight. <laughs> I think it'll look great. But yeah, we're getting into uh into serious time here. I mean, once celebration through the end of the year, the crazy the crazy's gonna keep on coming. Gotta brace ourselves. Vitamins, exercise, yoga, meditation. Mm-hmm. Quiet time, candles. Sleeping in a bathtub full of ice. <laughs> <laughs> so so our, our bodies don't overheat. Anaheim, I was screaming like a baby, and I don't even know what I saw. Like, I, They just showed like a picture of J.J. Abrams sitting in the Falcon, and I started yeah. screaming, and I think I dislocated my arm. But man, if there's little balls of light around Ray, I'm going to run through a wall. You have <laughs> to find a wall first. Just... <laughs> Just you running randomly. Where's the wall?
1: Dark times are ahead and forces of light must remain. This is the path of only a few Jedi. You will travel to one of the origins of all life in the galaxy. The force will be your guide.
0: Goodbye, my friend. So, this is a little bit older news, but I think it's still worth bringing up is the tweet from the other day where the guy was like, Hey, for my birthday, tell me what the last Jedi means. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and Ryan Johnson says it means the final Jedi, which uh-huh. is like, haha, that's a joke. But is he being serious? And what we were kind of speculating on is that true that the last Jedi means that Luke is the last Jedi and they're going to move on to something not Jedi? with Rey? Saying the final Jedi kind of implies that it's not like there'll, there won't be new Jedi. I was trying not to think too much about all that because I think about it too much as it is. <laughs> I think so, and I think it goes, you know, hand in hand with, like we were saying, what we're going to see in eight with the roots of the Jedi, possibly the roots of the Sith. Like we were saying before in past episodes, if anything Filoni's been doing, especially in the last couple seasons of Rebels, is showing that there are A lot of other layers to the Jedi, the Force, belief in the Force, and it doesn't have to be Jedi and Sith. And whatever Rey is going forward may not be the Jedi in the traditional sense we've known before, which Luke may not want that to continue. That almost kind of justifies the fact that Force Awakens kind of starts over the resolution of Return of the Jedi where it's like Luke came back and the Jedi was was back, but now they're not back again. But maybe that's because right it wasn't it wasn't meant to be because it, it it failed the first time for a reason. You don't want to start the Jedi again with all the rules of the Jedi because you think well then what is are Luke and Ray going to create a new Jedi Order together? No, probably not because if I feel like Luke tried that and it failed, right? And that's where yeah it seems like why start the story off with doing it and then failing and then just ending with. Succeeding again because he already succeeded again in Return of the Jedi, kind of so. Experience the spectacle, feel the excitement. Share the fun. Take the journey.
1: All over
0: again. Star Wars: Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Rated PG. So I think I think we should start celebrating Captain Panaka Day. I think so. It's time. He's he's the Godfather of Grouchy, <laughs> the King of Crabby, the Prince of Pessimistic. Sultan of Surly. <laughs> everybody remembers Panaka. Even if people don't like The Phantom Menace, they know Panaka. I think so. And I like to think that everybody loves Panaka. If somebody doesn't like the prequels, you know, they'd say like, well, I kind of like the John Williams score and I really love Captain Panaka. That's, I hear it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Extremely memorable character. Only in one film. Sadly, but a strong enough performance to... Make him stand up with any other characters in, in our hearts and minds. Definitely deserving of his own holiday. So it's kind of interesting there. Hugh Corshi I mean, he's like a legit, he's an actor. He's a real actor. He's done Othello. He's a member of the Royal Shakespeare Company in England. I, I had always wondered my whole life why he wasn't in Attack of the Clones. And nothing against Captain Typho, because I know you and I, we've had Typho fever since 2002, oh, yeah. and there's, yeah. there's no cure for typho fever. Yeah, and I was okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay having typho fever for the rest of my life. I let my wife know before we got married, you know, I'm sorry, but I have typho fever and there's no cure. <laughs> I'd be more concerned about her doing something than him. Don't worry, it's not contagious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just means sometimes I have to curl up and just think about typho. <laughs> but it, it'll pass. You just got to put on Attack of the Clones. And yeah, just show me a little bit of typho, and I'll get better. Sometimes I just have to put an eye patch on. <laughs> <laughs> that that eases the symptoms. really the clearest answer on why Panaka did not come back or why Hugh Korshi didn't come back for Attack of the Clones. You got to go back to an old episode of the Force cast all the way back from November 2009. They talked to Hugh Corshi at a convention. And it's a pretty fascinating interview, right? Yeah, because you get some some dirt on uh, what happened. And also, I think that was like the return to fandom for Hugh Corshi too, because he wasn't really doing conventions and things much before that as well, I think so. And it's, it's kind of funny to hear how he was like, oh, I guess people still like these movies. He <laughs> <laughs> like, didn't realize that everyone loves Panaka. In the interview, he calls the Phantom Menace, filming the Phantom Menace, an education. He kind of says stuff like the, that acting wasn't the highest priority in the film. But overall, he's not, he seems like he had a great time filming it. And he seems generally happy about his work in it. Yeah. And it seems to mirror what a lot of the other serious actor people have said that they just didn't. It wasn't what they expected. Yeah. <laughs> and he said he wanted to do Attack of the Clones, but he asked to see the script, and they didn't show it to him, and so he didn't do it. And he really kind of regrets it now. As yeah, like we said, as much as we like Typho, a little bummed we didn't get more Panaka. Part of me hopes maybe there'll be a Panaka standalone movie. It's weird he never showed up on. Clone Wars either? Yeah, well, that was probably scheduled for season seven, <laughs> but he could he could be in Rebels. Oh yeah, he could. So you know we can we can hope and dream. I would love for Rebels to one day go to Naboo. Senator Panaka, imagine Panaka like uh, you know part of the Rebel Alliance with from Naboo or something. It'd be awesome. Oh yeah, why not? Well, there's all that weird people that say. Something, I don't know, what was it, from a game or something that Panaka later joined the Empire or something? Oh, yeah, according to uh, Wikipedia, wonderful Panaka's first name is Quarsh, appropriately enough. Quarsh Panaka. Uh Um, And that he does, in the old uh, legends, I guess, eventually work for the Empire uh, as Moth Panaka. (laughs) (laughs) So, at some point, he's a moth. But one thing I forgot is uh, the Clone Wars episode with... uh, where Grievous kills Captain Tarples. originally he was going to kill Panaka as well. They didn't have enough, uh, they didn't have the budget to make a Panaka model. Wow. I think if anything, we should be happy they didn't have the money because that way we know he's still alive. Otherwise he would be dead. Well, at least, you know, Panaka was a thought in Clone Wars at one time. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, Dave Filoni knows what's up. I'm sure he thinks about Panaka like at least once a week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe that's he had to step down from uh, day-to-day rebel stuff so he had more time to just contemplate Panaka. (laughs) So what we're going to do here, folks, is we're going to go through every single line that Panaka has in The Phantom Menace. And we're going to rate them from one to five on the grumpy scale, with five being the most grumpy. And one being not so grumpy. So is five, like, Anakin floating fruit Obi-Wan grumpy? Or is it, uh, that, like, a three? Panaka's level of grumpiness, I think, is way past the level that Obi-Wan would be at if he knew Anakin was floating fruit. Obi-Wan can keep it together. That's a good point. So, like, Jedi grumpy is about a three, where Panaka, full-on Panaka grumpy, Maybe even a six. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, it's really <laughs> off the charts. We'll, we'll stick to five for just ease of, ease of judging here. Yes. First line, early in the film. Check the transmission generator. For Panaka, maybe a three. He is kind of grumpy about that one. He's grumpy, but he's being, you know, he's being reasonable. But he, he, I feel like he's kind of annoyed that the signal from Senator Palpatine isn't working really well. That's reasonable. Yeah, I'll give that one a three, too. <laughs> it's um, a reasonable amount of grumpy. Yeah. It's something to be grumpy about. It's not just grumpiness for grumpiness' sake. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, why is
1: the internet out again? The Senate would revoke their trade franchise, and they'd be finished.
0: He's getting more mad there. But he's really calm about it. That's true. I'm going I'm I'm to give this one, I'm going to keep him at a three. I think that's a two. Mm. So I think this is this is early in the film and he hasn't really gotten grumpy yet. OK, true. Good point. Good point.
1: <laughs> this is a dangerous situation, your highness. Our security volunteers will be no match against the battle hardened Federation army.
0: I think it's still a two. It's one of those. It's a weird thing where he's saying something negative, but he's saying it in such a calm, collected way that it's not quite as grumpy. He's, he's he's starting to get really pessimistic though. He's very pessimistic but not grumpy. Okay. All right. And this you, is a this is a grumpy scale. Right. So if yeah, if we want to go through them all again and do the pessimistic scale, that's that might be a five. <laughs> that's next year's St. Panaka's Day episode. <laughs> yeah. Get ready. Um, yeah. then we jump forward in the film later. Get the weapons. It might be a one. Yeah, he's trying to help. I'd say yeah. I'd say about a one, or possibly zero, which we didn't say counts, but maybe it does. You know, yeah. You know, go ahead change the rules. <laughs> Fine. They've knocked out all our communications. I might. That's getting up to two, three, maybe. He's mad about it. He's starting to get annoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's still kind of mad that like basically the internet isn't working on Naboo. Yeah, and it's like the internet's been out long enough that it's starting to. Tick him off. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his his shows are starting soon. <laughs> you know he's Some, not going to know what happened. In the main hangar, this way. I'm going to say a one. He's trying to help. Yeah. yeah, that's that's about as cheerful as he gets. Yeah, it's a one. <laughs> there are too many of them. He's being pessimistic again here. Yeah, that's that's a, That might be a four in that situation. Qui Gon, Obi Wan, the handmaidens—they don't need to hear that. Yeah. They need to be reassured. And he's being pessimistic and grumpy about it. They
1: need her to sign a treaty to make this invasion of theirs legal. They can't afford to kill her.
0: I think that's a five. I agree too. Again, he's really grumpy. Yeah, nobody needs to hear this. And he's kind of trying to say something positive, but he's saying it probably as grumpy as he can. He's trying to help, but he's not helping. He helps. He's trying to help in the Panaka way, which is not helpful. We'll need to free those pilots. That might be a one <sighs> maybe but a two he's again he's trying to help but i, I think obi-wan and qui-gon know that oh, giving giving uh, useless information does that count as grumpy yeah because i think panaka <laughs> thinks he knows better than the jedi okay all right i'll give you that yeah i don't think panaka knows he's grumpy at that moment but he still kind of is i'm gonna give that one about a four Wow, I'm gonna stick to my one okay. or two. I'll give you. I'll give it a two. Okay.
1: you can't get the shield generator fixed. We'll be sitting
0: ducks. Oh yeah, I th- I think it's a it's like a four and a half because he starts out you know giving some good advice, but then he's got to throw the sitting ducks in there just to rub <laughs> it in <at> everyone's <human's> face. <laughs> I I just make a side note. I want to see more ducks in Star Wars. Last Jedi, there better be some ducks. A lot, a planet of ducks. Just <laughs> well, from what we're hearing, right. Achu, planet might be the planet of ducks. It could be mm-hmm. some force ducks. Mm-hmm. Just Luke feeding them bread. <laughs> <laughs> My father was a Jedi. <laughs> These ducks love bread. <laughs> How can you be sure? Oh, he's yeah. mad. He's mad that's there. A five. That's mm-hmm. a five. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: You can't take a royal highness there. The huts are gangsters.
0: Yeah, that's that's off the that's off the chart. <laughs> he's letting it loose. That's one million. Yeah. He really doesn't like the Huts. No. And the Jedi are just, you know, they've kind of put him in his place. We're like, well, this is why we're going to do it. This is why it makes sense. Qui-Gon is like, do I need to tell you that I am Qui-Gon Jinn? I have traveled off and discovered the Wills. Yeah. And you're telling me that the Huts are gangsters? They're not looking for her, Panaka. <laughs> It gives us the advantage. Come on.
1: And extremely well put together little droid, your highness. Without a doubt, it saved the ship as well as our lives.
0: Yeah, that's about as sweet as Panaka gets. So yeah. I think that's a one. Mm-hmm. Given yeah. our two some love. He still might be grumpy, but um, he's, pretty, he's pretty chill at this moment. It's like lovable grumpy. Yeah. It's like your uncle, who's always grumpy, but you know he means best or means well. <laughs> R2-D2, Your Highness. You know, he says that pretty grumpy (laughs) for just being. He's got to yell in those letters out, so I give that a, that's a three. Yeah. I think he's annoyed with R2's name, maybe. Yeah. Why are there so many twos in this?
1: There's two twos.
0: (laughs) I do not agree with a Jedi on this. He knows Qui-Gon. If you push Qui-Gon over the edge, he'll kill you. Kill you with kindness. Yeah.
1: Wait! Her highness commands you to take her handmaiden with you
0: that's an interesting one because he doesn't say it that grumpy but you can tell he's mad at padme say it's a four the queen wishes it she's curious about the planet he's he's still it's like you were saying before he's still mad about that one He's mad at the whole situation. He's mad he had to get off the ship, and he's mad that Padme wants to go wander around Tatooine. But he's trying to not be grumpy, which, you know, for Panaka is a big deal. you got to give him credit for that. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to give that one a three because he's trying to hold back. I'm, I'm okay with that.
1: <laughs> Looks pretty bad.
0: Panaka. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's the important part. Panaka. <laughs> so he walks outside. He sees that, like, a storm's coming. Storm's coming up, Annie! Looks pretty bad. I mean, he's kind of stating the obvious, but, yeah, the real highlight in this one is that he answers his his little phone by just saying, Panaka! Yeah. I think, you know, that's for Panaka, that's maybe a one or two, because he's saying something negative, which you would think he would use as an excuse to go full-on grumpy. Mm -hmm. But he's trying to make the best of it, and he takes the time to answer his phone. True. And, he's, and, and he answers the phone pretty politely. It wasn't like, you know, Panaka, I'm in the middle of something. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't always answer the phone that politely, so, I, you know, he's, a, he's at a one. I, yeah, I would give that one maybe a two, although I think we should all answer our phones just by saying our name, just to throw people off. I think we should just answer our phones by saying Panaka. <laughs> Actually, you do realize that's how you celebrate St. Panaka's Day, right? <laughs> <laughs> Is you have to answer the phone. Panaka. <laughs> we'll be right there. Mm. I'll give that one a one or a zero. Maybe a one. Yeah. My gun's in trouble. <sighs> He's pretty grumpy there, but it's justified grump. So I don't know how to rate that. Maybe uh, in the middle, I'd say it's a three. Uh, I'll go with a two, but I, I, I understand your three. Your Highness... Your Highness,
1: Senator Palpatine has been nominated to succeed Valorum as Supreme Chancellor.
0: Zero. That's like as happy as Panaka gets. It makes me wonder if he knew kindly Senator Palpatine from Naboo back in the day. He's really kind of pumped about it. Yeah, well, maybe that's how he ended up a moth. Maybe. Mm -hmm. They go way back. So I'll I'll give the, um, the Senator Palpatine line... Is that one? Bale Antilles of Alderaan and Ainley Team of Malastare. He doesn't like those guys. Well, they're not from Naboo. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And has anyone ever figured out, is Bale Antilles a different Bale from Alderaan, or is that Bale Organa before he gets married? Yeah, I think Bale Antilles is like Joe Smith, like the two most common names in Star Wars. (laughs) I wish Ailey team would have gotten the Supreme Chancellor job. That would have been a much different Star Wars saga. I think so. Your Highness. It's pretty grumpy. Yeah. Say for, two. Two, for two words, it's pretty grumpy. Like, give it a two, one for each word. I'm going to push it up to a three. Okay. <laughs> it's one of the grumpiest Your Highnesses I've ever heard.
1: As soon as we land, the Federation will arrest you and force you to sign the treaty.
0: He's kind of polite for Panaka, but mm-hmm. he's still grumpy. Very that's that's leaning more on the pessimistic side. I think it's. I'll give it a three. Okay, I'll give. i agree. I'll give it a three. Also, there are too few of us, Your Highness. We have no army. It's very pessimistic. Again, he's not helping the situation as they're trying to come up with a plan, and he is just not helping. But he is doing his job as you know, an advisor, giving her the facts. I'm. I'm going to give him a two. I'm leaning more towards a three with that one because he's—you can tell it's—it's it's brewing. He's bubbling up, <laughs> but it hasn't like brewed over yet. has it bubbled over.
1: No, they probably spotted this. I'm
0: gonna stick with that as a three because it's about to bubble over. I'll go with you on that one. He's—he's—he sounds pretty grumpy there. More likely they were wiped out. <laughs> oh, that's another off the chart one. Yeah, just rubbing your face and grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> To Panaka, all the Gungans were killed. That's what he assumes. Yeah, and they weren't even killed. They were wiped out. (laughs) (laughs) Because he's like saying something very negative. He's saying it really condescending. He's just kind of being a jerk.
1: Mm -hmm. Almost everyone's in camps. A few hundred police and guards have formed an underground resistance movement. I brought back as many of the leaders as I could. The Federation army is also much larger than we thought and much stronger. Your Highness, this is a battle I do not think that we can win.
0: Yeah, negative, negative, grumpy, grumpy. <laughs> it's like It's all been building to this point. Yeah, it's a five. That's, that's a solid five.
1: The difficulty is getting into the throne room.
0: Once we're inside, we shouldn't have a problem. Well, now his tune has changed a little bit. Yeah, maybe he realizes that he shouldn't he should be a little bit more positive <laughs> since since everyone he's talking to will probably be dead soon. <laughs> but cuz yeah, that's you know, he's being pretty uh, it's about as happy as he gets, and yeah. optimistic. So, that's a one, right? Maybe even a zero. Yeah, I'm going to give Yeah, I'm going to give that I'm going to give that a one.
1: Red group, blue group. Everybody this way.
0: He's that's just like party time panaka. Yeah, now he's feeling good. He's like, we got this whole Naboo invasion thing down. This is no problem. Yeah. That's like what Panaka would sound like at a party. Yeah. <laughs> oh! That's a one. Maybe zero. He's having a good time. Especially, you know, there's like blasters going off and explosions and he's just, hey, let's go. Mm-hmm. I'm, in, I'm ready.
1: Jam the doors.
0: He's really feeling good at that moment. Yeah, he's, he's a little grumpy about it, though. Have you ever noticed with that door? A Naboo, how fast that thing goes down. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure Naboo has the same problem that uh, Harrison Ford has all the time. Like, they probably have a hospital just for people who get their legs crushed in those doors. (laughs) That door is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They could have just used the door to kill all the battle droids. I know, just, just like, hey, we're we're in here, and they shut the door on them. Hey, we're in here, shut the door on them.
1: I think you can kiss your trade franchise goodbye.
0: He's kind of grumpy. He is. He's he's happy. I think that the battle of Naboo is over, but I think he's seriously irritated with the Nimodians. Yeah, he he wants them to know it. Panaka doesn't like you. <laughs> Got a zinger for you. Yeah. I don't like you either. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Panaka. I mean, I would say just from that, the scientific proof of breaking down every line of his in the film, he's grumpy most of the movie. Yeah, the majority of the time. Occasionally he slips and uh, the sweet Panaka underneath comes out, maybe, but he's a serious dude with a serious job in a serious movie. <laughs> serious <laughs> anger issues yeah. Oh Panaka We love you <laughs> There are things I cannot do I cannot watch While people
1: suffer I cannot sit When something Must be done I cannot judge those who are different. There are things I cannot do. Run, hide, ignore.
0: There are things I cannot do, but there are certainly things I will do. So, Gabe, we have two new iTunes reviews. Oh, great. Our first one is from Stankaroo. And Stankaroo likes blast points better than tacos. Those are bold words. Yeah. Now, <laughs> probably not like the, the, the late, great chicken wrap tacos from Taco Bell. <laughs> no. I don't know if we need to clarify that, but... Tuesdays are no longer Monday Part Deux, part thanks to Blast Points. Jason and Gabe are fans of everything Star Wars and don't discriminate against the Jar-Jars and Gullets of the universe. Among the many Star Wars-related podcasts, Blast Points still provides the best original content in the most humorous way. Thanks to them, I now have the Rebel Force Band playing most weekends and evenings. And then, and then they wrote "Leah." <laughs> to my kids' dismay, their chemistry as buds, their impressions, their choices, sound bites, the superb production—it all makes me want more in just an hour or so a week. Actually, I wish the guys could come hang out at my house. They're so cool. Yeah, maybe someday we'll do birthday parties. <laughs> Keep up the good work, fellas. Looking forward to next Tuesday. That's great. Thank you, Stinkaroo. Yeah, thank you. Our next one is from Solo182, and they write, Punch it, Chewy. Every week, my son and I look forward to your podcast. We can't wait to laugh along with you, or be educated in something new or be reminded of why we love the Star Wars universe so much. I enjoy the old commercials you play and that you haven't forgot about shows like Donnie, Donnie and Marie or the Holiday Special. I saw those first run on TV. Wow. If you're taking ideas for shows, I'd like to hear your opinion on three things. The Star Wars radio productions? Yeah. We want to do that one, too. It's um, a big one, though. Yeah, it's it's daunting. The Muppet Show with Mark Hamill. Yes. Yes. What happened to RTD2's legs between 3 and 4? Yes. Okay. That'll be a six-hour episode. <laughs> In-depth report. <laughs> you take us through hyperspace every week. Keep it up. Thank you, and may the Force be with you, Chris. So that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, folks. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, JJ
0: Abrams here. On behalf of the entire cast and crew of Star Wars Episode 7, thank you. You can get your last points five-star review read on the show just after listening to this episode head over to itunes write something up and we'll read it on an upcoming show and these last points too accurate for sand people only imperial stormtroopers are so precise you can check us out on BlastPointsPodcast.com home of uh, Darth Field. We're on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and the podcast is everywhere I think right wherever people have podcasts you can probably find BlastPoints. Uh huh. We to give a special shout out too to everyone that voted for us wrote us in for the Star Wars Podcast Awards because it's super exciting and we're super honored that we're Blast Points is nominated for the People's Choice Podcast Award at the Star Wars Podcast Awards and nominated for Best Fanboy Host. And I'm going to take that as both of us. I, there's, you know, I'm going to take that for you. <laughs> it's for the good impressions. It's for the good impressions, not the bad impressions. <laughs> <laughs> Deadbeat. Yeah. But yeah, thank you for that, for that voting for us. And uh, if you haven't already, go to, I think it's StarWarsPodcastAwards.com. And vote. Vote Blast Points. Yeah. And thank you so much. Pretty awesome. And, yeah, we'll be back next week with another all-new episode. But, yeah, until then, on behalf of episode number 64, thanks for listening. Thank you. May the Force be with you. Goodbye, old friend. May the Force be with you.
1: Jam the doors! They can't get the shield generator fixed, we'll be sitting ducks. You can't take a royal highness. They're the huts of gangsters. Mean a you
0: know yeah, yeah, yeah. force, be
1: with all of you.